0: S C O U T S A G E N C Y dot slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer. So, cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Have you ever said to yourself, this is just for now, all the while you're daydreaming about a different life circumstance that you'll one day courageously capture? Hi loves, I'm Scout and every time I hear someone tell me that their job, career, relationship, life circumstance is quote unquote good for now, my mind goes insane as I frantically try to pull the true meaning out of them and figure out actionable steps to achieve what they envision in their head. This idea of setting a better standard for your life is what this podcast is all about. Let's do this. Hello, everybody! Welcome back to Scout Podcast. I am Scout, your host. Um, if you are just finding me, maybe you found me from Instagram at Scout Sobel. Maybe you found me from OKSys Podcast, which I co-host with my sister um, Mads, which is really fun. So, hi, sisters, if you're here, um, or I don't know, maybe you were browsing the podcast app and found me. Um, so it is ten forty four, or I should say, either way. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm stoked to have you in my head, essentially, because this is all this is. I get on the mic and I talk about certain things, either in the mental health sector that I have overcome and um, want to share coping mechanisms with tools, since I live with bipolar disorder type 2, or some business stuff, which today we are going to talk about business stuff, since I am an entrepreneur and run Scouts Agency. Um, first I posted a photo last night before I went to bed, like right before I did my medica- med- medication, my meditation, I was feeling in tune with myself. I was reading trick mirror by Gia Talentino and just like really tapping into my cultural analysis lens, et cetera, et cetera. And I was about to do a Sarah Blondlin meditation who is divine. And I just realized that as I'm trying to get to know myself so much more deeper, deeply, during quarantine, which has really transpired into a spiritual awakening and a lot of inner work. Um, I am getting to know myself, but then I was like, I wish that I knew who I was to other people. Like, I wish I could see myself through someone else's eyes. And so I just quickly put on Instagram, describe me in three words on Instagram stories. And this wasn't to get praise or to sing praise. And I think that obviously people wrote the nice things about me, which I'm very, you know, grateful for um but it was a really good exercise to see what people really do love about you like it's okay to tap into what you're good at and where your beautiful attributes are and how people view you in a positive way um i got the most amazing amazing comments so thank you to anyone who commented and i will shout out lauren pearson who wrote classy bougie ratchet that is all i've ever wanted to be so thank you Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say thanks to all the people, some of these women I know, some of them I don't. And so for the ones that don't know me, it's amazing that you've been able to feel my energy via podcasting, via Instagram, whatever it may be. So, um, I just wanted to express some gratitude for one, the amazing people I have in my life and two, the amazing community that I've been able to cultivate with OKSYS podcast and with this podcast. So, um, little update on me right now. I am have been going through a slight depression and anxiety episode ever since quarantine hit and it comes in the morning and it hangs around for like two hours and then it totally disappears and it's been pretty paralyzing, like very debilitating depression and anxiety where I literally see the world completely different when I'm in this stage than I do when I come out of it later in the day. Like later in the day, I'm happy and I'm fulfilled and I'm free and I'm passionate and I'm working towards my goals. But then in the morning, like right around nine ten, I get this debilitating anxiety and Um, I'm trying to work through it. I'm trying to not spiritually bypass it and just like, what can I do to feel better? What can I do to feel better? And I'm trying to really tune into why this is happening and what area of my life can I bring more attention to or send some love to? Is this an area that I need to send myself more love? Is this, am, am I trying too hard to control the situation that I that I cannot control with, you know, the global pandemic. Um, so I'm trying to lean into that. I didn't know if I wanted to record this podcast today just because I was feeling really anxious, but I thought let me just get on the mic, see how it makes me feel. Maybe it'll move energy through me. And if I don't want to post this, I don't have to. Um, but maybe this would be a really great way to just kind of check in with myself and move my energy outward versus being stuck in my head, which is where I think a lot of us are at right now, especially in quarantine. So, um just wanted to let you know a little life update. I have not let it take over my life. I have not let it interfere with my work or my overall happiness. It is just something I experience every day that I've been able to really hold myself through, although I am now actively seeking ways to kind of let this I guess this kind of it's almost like a routine at this point. This this daily anxiety and depression that comes for 2 hours, that's super intense. I am going to work with my coach to figure out ways that I don't need to feel this anymore, because I I do believe it's not serving me anymore. I believe it was serving me in the beginning of quarantine, and now I feel like I could probably let it go. So I'm going to be working on that. Um, But today's episode isn't super about mental health, although we will talk a lot about the mental health challenges that I went through during this time. I am going to talk about how I built Scouts Agency. Um, the whole story. Um, If you are an entrepreneur and you want to either build an agency or a business or content creation, um, I think you'll find a lot of gems um, from this story. I'm going to be super open about my process on how I launched Scouts Agency. Um, We landed a six-figure revenue in the first year. I hired my first employee, um, and I just hired last week my second employee. And um, we have worked with huge brands like Bala, La De Truss, which is Alana Hadid and Emily Pearlstein's brand, LA Collective... So, it's been amazing. Women like Kat Sadler, Lauren McGoodwin from Career Contessa. So, I've been able to garner up these soul dream clients. Um, Not only am I working with amazing women, um, I'm also welcoming in prosperity and abundance. And so, I'm going to talk about the mindset shifts that I had to go through in entrepreneurship to become successful. Because when you start a business, you think business is cut and dry and there's no room for emotion, but it really illuminates the emotional aspects of you and how you deal with life and how how you deal with certain situations, and so this entrepreneurial journey for me has made me look inward so much and has completely shifted my mindsets and given me new tools in order for me to succeed in my business, Um, so we can talk a lot about that, but um, first I will give a brief outline of what Scouts Agency is. We are a PR agency that specializes in podcast tours, traditional PR, and female voices, brands, talents, authors, entrepreneurs, etc., And we offer three services. Since I started in the podcast niche, we do do talent booking for podcasts, which means that if you have a podcast and you want big guests on your podcast, we will book big guests on your podcast. We've booked Jillian Michaels on our clients podcast. We've booked Sophia Amoroso, Marie Forleo, um, Randy Zuckerberg, Byron Katie, Colby Calais, Brian Grazer, Um, so it's been Gretchen Rubin. It's been amazing to be able to book these huge figures that I look up to on my clients podcasts and then hear their excitement when I'm like, yo, Sophia Morosa is coming on the pod. I mean, it's, it's a surreal moment. Um, and that's, that's, um, one of our least popular services just because it is so niche to podcasters, but our second service, which is what we're really known for and kind of our bread and butter is our podcast tours. So we essentially get our clients on as many podcasts as possible. Uh, we book them around four a month on average. Sometimes it's more. Um, a lot of the times it's more. And um, we work really closely with them to schedule them and get them on as many podcasts as possible so they can expand their brand, their message, their product, their book, whatever it is that they are currently working on. And we did Kat Sadler's podcast tour, which was Super fun and um, Lauren McGoodwin's podcast tour, which was also really great. Our third service is traditional PR. So we've gotten our clients written up about in Forbes, Entrepreneur, BuzzFeed, Marie Claire, Who What Where, Refinery Twenty Nine, BuzzFeed, Essence, Domino, um, Bustle, Livingly, The Works, Um, and that's also been super gratifying to see our clients written up in Forbes. You know, it's it's a it's a pretty surreal thing to see. So. Those That's kind of like the overview of our services. And then um, we're an all-women team, which I love, um, which really kind of creates the community culture, especially since we really represent female-driven brands. Um, We do represent a few men, but I would say 90% of our clients are women. Okay, so how did I start Scouts Agency? I will take you through the step-by-step process. So Mads and I um, were running OKSYS Podcast together and we hired like a PR agent management company to take over some of the aspects of our podcast and help us grow. And long story short, we worked with them for two months and it didn't really work out. And I had to kind of pick up the slack and do a lot of the work at the end of the day because we were going to New York to interview a bunch of women, but nothing was booked. And so I kind of put my head down and I booked 10 amazing guests in four days. And so after doing that and realizing that I loved that aspect of what we had hired other people to do for us, um I started like thinking about it a little bit. Like I kind of got that whole, you know, what they say entrepreneurs, you know, I think I can do that better. Um and then flash forward, I don't know, maybe a month or a few weeks later, we were in I was in Los Angeles with Mads and we were having dinner with Amberly Lyons, um who's actually now a client of mine. And she said, you know, you should really help people launch podcasts and then you can add on services as you, you know, grow. And so kind of that experience with the PR agency that didn't work out so well, and then Amber Lee kind of like planting the seed, um, my wheels started turning. And I think it was a month later that I don't know why or how or what triggered it. I kind of just thought like, hey, I kind of want to start a podcast agency. And because I had fallen in love with podcasting, Mads and my podcast was growing at that point. And so um, I made a media kit or I asked a graphic designer that I know to create a media kit for me. And I narrowed down my three services, which are the services that I told you um right before I went into this whole spiel. Um, I narrowed it down. I put it into a pretty package. And while I was waiting for my graphic designer to make the media kit for me, I was buzzing with energy. Like I couldn't stop thinking about Scouts Agency. And I created a list of a thousand podcasts. Um, Their names, the host names, and got all their contact information on an Excel spreadsheet. And I was ready to reach out to all of them. To see if I could get a client. And I remember waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for this media kit. I was waiting like four days, but it felt like eternity because I was so excited to get started. Something about me, which you probably listened to in the last episode about my entrepreneurial journey, is that when I get involved in a project, I really go zero to 100. I get so excited, energy's buzzing, and it's almost as if the project pulls me forward. So I set up my email, I set up um, a website, I got the domain, all this in like a week and a half really quickly, and I remember sitting at a coffee shop in Del Mar at the Valle Flower Hill Mall, which used to be Panikin, RIP, and I... He gave me the media kit. He sent it to me. And honestly, like I wasn't stoked on the the logo, but I just didn't care. Like I just wanted to go. Um, which is a weakness and a strength of mine. And so I started emailing. I created a pitch email and I emailed those a thousand podcasters and I got blocked. The first day um, from emailing too much, Gmail um, flagged me as spam. So I opened up another email account. And then, because if you only have one email account on G Suite, for some reason you can only send like 200 emails a day. But if you have two, then it's unlimited. And I was like, what? So I got two. And then I had two emails for a while, which was a shit show. But then I started emailing from the other email address and I went nuts. I emailed a thousand podcasters within like the first week and a half. And some people responded to me and I got on the phone with some people and I kind of just schmoozed my way in. Um, I was confident. I was excited. I was ready to serve. I really was ready to serve. And uh, my first client that I landed was Kathy Heller, um, who hosts Don't Keep Your Day Job. And she was a very transformative client for me. I love her dearly. She, uh, we became quite close and she became a huge inspiration for me on how to run a business. And we worked very closely together for about eight months. Um, and so she signed with me. She took, a, she took a leap of faith because she was my first client. And she even said, she said, I get hundreds of, e- I've gotten not hundreds, but I've gotten so many emails like this over the years and something about yours spoke to me. And I'm forever grateful that my message and my empathy and my passion came through in those emails. Like, don't be afraid to write an email that's passion filled. You know, it doesn't have to be boring and professional. It can show how excited you are. It can show how ready you are. It can show how hungry you are because people are going to resonate with those emotions. So I signed Kathy Heller. And then shortly after, I signed Deanna Esper from You Can't Sit With Me podcast, who I was just DMing with, actually, she's now a really close friend of mine. Um, and slowly but surely, I started getting clients. And I was still working a full-time job, um, a day job. And um, it was actually for my mom. And so I was like a little scared to tell my mom about it because I didn't, you know, it's tricky when you work with family. But I started really, not slowly, I mean, from, I kind of grew incrementally every single month. So I started this in the middle of February, signed Kathy like the end of February. So like within two weeks of launching and then continuously added one or two clients every month. And then by the time it got to June, I had about, I think I had six clients and I was making not as much as I was making at my day job, but I saw the potential that if I went full time on it, that I could surpass the salary I was getting at my day job. So, I decided to quit my day job and I cried so much with my mom. We both cried, but she's really proud of me today and um, it's all good. But um, my dad thought it was way too early for me to quit my day job. And I definitely do things too early. I do things quite emotionally in business instead of rationally, which is not the best way. But for me, it's worked out. You know, like you have to figure out what works for you. And I quit my day job and um, started Scouts Agency full-time, and that's when I grew it quite quickly in the next month to 10 clients, and I had 10 clients. I was making really good money, and instead of sitting on those 10 clients and just kind of doing it myself and you know, growing those ten clients, I was like, okay, well, now it's time to expand. And this is like six months into the company, and so I decided to hire Naomi, who is also um, one of my best friends. Uh, we've known each other since kindergarten, and she came on the team late August, and we were working on getting her clientele list up. And so then we got her clientele list up, and then I got an office for us because we also had interns. Um, again everyone thought that was too early and those first two months three months of getting an office and hiring an employee were difficult on me the revenue was a little bit less Um, we lost a few clients all as I was bringing in a new employee and expanding my expenses with an office so I was barely taking out a salary for a few months which really hurt me economically but I had a bigger vision and a goal that I that I kept on to. But during those months, um, I definitely felt a scarcity mindset and I approached sales with a scarcity mindset. So I got desperate and I, I, I needed more clients. And that scarcity mindset and that desperation did not bring me the sole clients that were in line with myself. So um, once I got rid of that scarcity mindset, stepped into abundance and prosperity and my true power, that's when the clients really started spilling in. So um, in January, we were scheduled for our biggest month and things were back on track with revenue as far as me being able to pay myself a decent salary, my employee and pay all of our expenses. And then, so I was doing outreach the whole entire year consistently. And it wasn't until about December that I didn't have to do so much outreach anymore in the sense that I was getting referrals. And so people started coming to me and people I was emailing for my clients were like, Hey, what do you do? Like I could use that service. And so it really started organically booming. Um, And that is when I got a lot of clients um, very quickly for their first, uh, for 2020 right now, we've been pretty slammed. Um, And then, um, which was amazing. And and, um, I felt as if I was, you know, instead of Approaching my business with scarcity and fear, I was approaching it with love and openness and manifestation. And that's really when things started opening up for me. And um, I just hired my second girl. Her name is Lauren. And uh, she's been a great help so far. It was her first week last week. And we are just expanding the team. Um, So that's kind of the outline. There's a few things that I do want to touch upon. Um, just to get really specific with you guys in case you are wanting to run an agency. But when I started, my prices were super low. So they were highly competitive. So that if my clients had received an email from an, a competitor, um, my pr- my prices would beat theirs. And that's how I really got my foot in the door. And then I got also got my foot in the door because it was a month-to-month contract. So I was willing to give up that certainty of predicting my revenue in order to just get a client in the door. So in the beginning it was all month to month, um, cheap prices and that caused a little bit of anxiety because I didn't know which clients were going to leave me next month. But what I did do was that I had to prove myself and All of my clients kept booking month after month and then they would either switch away from their podcast or what it may be and, you know, we'd go our separate ways, but no one has ever really gone their separate ways after the first month because they weren't impressed with my service. So I really hustled and put my heart into each one of those clients and in the beginning that was really difficult because it really weighed on my emotional, my emotional self in the sense that I am a natural born people pleaser and so when you have clients Um, that can be a little troublesome. That can be, you can get into sticky territory. And my husband saw me really torn up and it it kind of bothered our relationship a little bit because I was just so stressed about every little thing my client would tell me. And if it was, they had a tone, was I a horrible person and um, never wanting to make a mistake and wanting to be perfect for these people. And I placed too much emphasis on that. And it kind of became my identity, and that's when problems arose. So I remember I was walking into my apartment building about to get in the elevator, and I started laughing. And I realized that I had started an agency that required working for clients, which for a people pleaser is a terrible idea. And then I realized that I didn't even think twice about starting the agency. I just did it. And then I realized that it was God's way of telling me to deal with this issue that I have and get over my people pleasing and get over my perfectionism and know that it is okay to make a mistake. And if you do, you own it and you move on. So the agency has taught me so much emotionally in that sense. Now I'm to a point where I understand my worth. I understand boundaries with clients. I can make a minor mistake and move on quite quickly um, and own what, what's my part, what's their part and fix it. Um, so in that sense, I don't stress all day, every day of whether my clients are happy with me or not. Um, I'm really secure in who I am and the service that I offer. Um, so it wasn't until the end of 2019 that I started doing three-month contracts because I realized I was running a business. I had an employee. I had an office. I had to predict revenue. So I started with a three-month contract, and then, um, which was really, really helpful. So towards the end of 2019, I started um, signing three-month contracts with podcasters. And at that this point, we're still only representing podcasters. And then I kind of realized that the services that I offer, podcast-torn traditional PR, can really be applied to a bunch of other industry sectors. Um, I knew I loved working with women, so I wanted to keep that at the forefront of the agency. And so I made it a goal in 2020 to start working with more brands and founders and entrepreneurs and authors. So all of a sudden, our clientele became people that run yoga courses online, people that have books, people um, that are photographers. Um, So many different types of women we started representing through podcast tours um, so that was kind of the first step out of the podcast niche. And then a big goal of mine in 2020 was to represent bigger brands um, within the traditional PR landscape. And so we started representing um, Remedy Pharmacy, who is the very cute pharmacy that integrates integrates um, holistic and um pharmaceutical treatments and it's cute. It's white tiles. It's got pink walls and brass fixtures. You can get your anxiety herbs and then you can get, you know, your antidepressants at the same time. So we started representing them, um, which led us to her introducing us to the ladies at Bala and then we started representing Bala and then we got kind of noticed because of that, which then led to LA Collective. Um, and then I started doing some outreach because I started representing brands in the women's fashion apparel industry um, or just in the women's holistic health. You know, we don't necessarily niche down on one industry. And so I started reaching out to other women who needed just a podcast tour or traditional PR. And then I was on a phone with Alana Hadid and we were talking about her brand, La Détresse and we signed her, um, and then we also started shifting towards six month contracts because, with traditional PR for a brand, it it is definitely a little bit of a different commitment in the sense that um, there's a lot of strategy that goes into it, a lot of timing. Um, so now we have graduated to six month contracts, which helps me predict my revenue even further, which allowed me to hire a second team member, Lauren. So. That is how I did that. And if you're still wondering how I did it, it was wake up every day, eight hours a day, sometimes 10, and just work on it. It was every day chipping away at it. And I wanted it so bad and I still want it so bad to succeed that it just moves through me. It's it's my baby. It's, it's something I can't not tend to. And that doesn't mean that I don't take breaks and take care of myself and, you know, I plug off every single weekend. I I always take weekends off. Um, But it's just an everyday consistency thing. And, you know, when you realize that you hit a six-figure revenue in your first year, it's amazing. It's an incredible feeling when you realize you're going to double and maybe, you know, 2.5, triple your revenue in your second year. That's even crazier. Um, but it's really just about taking the steps every single day, doing the next right thing, figuring out how to grow small while also serving your clients in the best way possible, providing them with an experience that is supported and helpful, um, and making sure you show up for them. Like getting the clients is one thing, retaining them is another so I can talk about all sorts of tips and tricks about scouts agency um let me know on my instagram you can dm me or leave a comment on my latest post um with maybe some details you want to know like perhaps the systems I use um like all the software stuff I use um to run scouts agency what I do for payroll um etc whatever kind of in you know how I write my pitch letters um if you guys want me to get super specific I can totally do that and do episodes on that but um. yeah, that is how I started Scouts Agency. It is now we are in our second year and I have a lot of goals for the future. But I know that um, with patience and hard work, you can up your goals little by little and you can move on to the next step little by little. But just start and put in the work now and believe in the bigger vision and you will get there. So if you liked this episode, you can follow me at Scout Sobel. That's S-C-O-U-T-S-O-B-E-L on Instagram. And there you can find Scout's agency, OK Says Podcast, you know, everything, my email, DM, all that good stuff. Um, I hope this was helpful. I hope it was inspiring, and I would love to hear about the businesses that you guys run. So shoot me a DM. I want to hear about it. I hope you have a beautiful day.